Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other's stories and learn from listening. Haley Longcourt, <laughs> welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's really nice uh, to have you here. So I remember you, Haley, from a long time ago. Yeah, fourth grade. When was, so that was fourth grade, so <laughs> now you're into, so six years ago. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Haley was one of the littles one of the littles oh. in um why am i blanking on the musical sound right now music. that's so stupid oh yeah i remember that <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, in that. the sound of music Haley was one of the one of the oh little kids goodness. one of the few little kids yeah. we had in that that little was so marta. great little marta yeah <laughs> It was so great having you there, though. Even even in fourth grade, you and all those kids had established themselves as creative, as um, thoughtful, as time managers, as hard workers, as oh. talented and creative. Oh. It's like to be in a musical or in a play, you have to be all of those things. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot. Of, that was my first musical, like official musical. So that kind of set me on a path to where I am now doing high school theater. And it's definitely like you have to be really responsible with like memorizing your lines and making sure you're listening to your director. But then it's also fun and you have to be able to take your character places. So you get the creative freedom, which I think is really awesome to do. Yeah, I mean, theater offers up so much that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So you said being creative, being b- responsible. Are there other like aspects or other things when you start thinking about it, you go, oh, yeah, look at this, you know? Um, I think those are the two main ones, but you and also like learning to work with other people is a big thing that I've had to work on um, because, <laughs> you know, there are different kinds of people and you have to learn how to, you know, change the way you interact so that, you know, you can get points across to other people and like, hey, maybe we can try this and like, because it's a lot of bouncing back and forth between your actors and like passing the energy and receiving. (laughs) Yeah, working with other people and all the people in theater are really easy to work with and they're, they're really nice and fun, so it's not too hard to do that. Yeah, but you said, but it's interesting, you said... You know, you, you actually use the word you have to when when people are different. You have to work with them. And I'd say, well, not everybody has that standpoint. I'd say some people would be like, no, you have to do it the way that I do it. Or you have to. So, right, I would argue like, yeah. no, some people approach the world with a very different mindset, mm-hmm. which is you're different, you should be like me, instead of, well, if they're this way and they're approaching it this way and I'm approaching it this way, we have to figure it out. Why are you drawn to an idea that's more, well, we got to work on this together. We got to meet in the middle. Why is that a more attractive way for you to work on a a play? Um, The same in the play as in just life in general. It's, I don't think it's fair to try and just because someone sees something different than you or does something different than you to say, because you're not doing it the way I'm doing it, that's wrong. Like, that doesn't seem right. So to try and compromise, I think, is the kinder and the more efficient way to do things, and that way everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Do you see yourself thinking that way, or, like, living your life in that way outside of theater, and how have you grown in that way? I guess Like, in school and social situations, have you learned that from theater and taken it outside? Did you learn it outside, take it to theater? Um, I think a little bit of both. When I was a kid... I was a really bossy kid, (laughs) and I got some feedback on that, and so I was like, oh, I don't want to, 
so I don't like being that way. So I've been really aware of like how I, how I come across and like telling people to do things. Like I try and say <laughs> it as nice as possible because I like I don't want to like offend you or anything. But like maybe don't do that or like try it this way. Um, but a lot of it has been theater though. Theater um, really helps shape the kind of person you are, and it just brings out different um, things in you to make sure you get the job done. And that's not always easy. Like, sometimes you get frustrated with people, but <laughs> to be able to have that frustration and not take it out in a mean way, but be productive and nice about it, I think is an important thing that I learned there. Well, you know, you have to, I mean, from where I stand, you have to get the best out of people in the end at the right time. Mm -hmm. And the idea of being mean to someone then builds a wall, right, mm -hmm. between growth yeah. yeah, often, not always. I mean, not. I, I, I think, or certainly people would argue, no, 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 it doesn't. Sometimes being mean, I, we'd have that as a debate or an, or an <laughs> argument. I think that walls will uh, do what they do. They <laughs> keep people where they are. And um, so you need to find ways to do that. So it sounds like you try. You know, you mentioned theater, um, that you discover things about yourself or that you have to bring yourself out into the role. What do you mean by that? Um, I mean, like, you have to be able to leave your comfort zone. Like, I was, before I started theater, I was a super, like, reserved and, like, anxious person. Not that I'm not now. Like, I still, <laughs> I don't talk a lot in class or in front of people, but I'm definitely, it's made me have to get over the fear of, like, talking in front of people or having conversations and um, just be able to do things that I'm not comfortable with. And it's, you have to be outgoing, like fake it till you make it, and then it becomes real. Um, yeah, that's it. Just kind of brings out what you keep inside, and then it just makes you a lot better, just in general. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it's great. I feel like that's cool that you're saying like you can find yourself through doing theater. Which when I think of theater, I think of putting yourself like becoming a different person, becoming a different character. I just think it's really cool that you're like I can find myself through becoming someone else. Yeah, because if you're playing yeah. a confident character, then you kind of take that and you gain that, like, into myself. That was not... I don't know if that made sense. Yeah, no. But, um, like, you have to act that way for so long that it just kind of feels normal. It doesn't feel like it's weird to be confident. So you just start doing that in your regular life, too. That's what happened with me. So do you have a specific, like, a specific story or a time, like, or a character that you go, yeah, this is the character where I felt that experience? Um, I would say, hmm, my last year of the Summer Theater Expo was Shrek Jr., and I was Fiona, <laughs> and she is an extremely outgoing character. There's a scene, Kyle Kuhn, he was mm -hmm. Shrek, uh -huh. there's a song called I Think I Got You Beat, where we have a farting and a burping war. <laughs> and so that was like way out of my comfort zone, but I had to push myself to there. And you know, she's yelling and just being really like bratty and bossy and like that was not me at all. So I had to like find that and bring it out. And I did and now it's not hard for me to be that way at all. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, I bet I can burp louder than you. I'm like, I bet you can't, so. <laughs> bring on the competition. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. And you're in the play now? Yes, I am. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, the play uh, this year, there's two plays. There's Women of Lockerbie, which is a smaller cast, and then there's Alice in Wonderland, which I'm in, and I play the White Rabbit. 
Awesome. And um, that play is, <laughs> it's really, really crazy, like in a good way. There's just a lot of really out-of-the-box characters, and that's been really fun to, to play with. And the world, too, is just not normal in the best possible way. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I'm excited to go see that. That yeah, sounds it's, good. It's good. I think you should go see it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely will. Early November. Yeah. Or like, when is that? The show is like that second weekend in November, like yeah. the 7, 8, or what? I think it's no, no, 9, no, 10, 11. 9, 10, 11. Yeah. Okay, so November 9, 10, and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so you say like you were put in this character, Fiona, mm-hmm. that you couldn't relate to in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then you said you could put yourself into her shoes, and I'm wondering, were the directors a part of that? And, okay, I should start off. I know that you're going to be directing this summer. Yeah. Summer theater. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's such a different, I mean, maybe it's not super different. I wouldn't know. I'm not not a director of summer theater. Um, (laughs) But you, like, you're going to have to do different things that you would, like, if you were just an actor in the musical. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if there was maybe something that happened with the director's between, like, you and directors and, like, having a good relationship there that's led you to want to be a director? Like, how did that... Um, well, I had, I had worked with the directors, like, in their own... I had done summer theater for five years, and I so I had been in shows with them, and then I was in shows with them in high school, and then they directed me. Um, and, yeah, I was friends with the directors, and this is gonna... I don't want this to sound self-centered, but, like, I had gotten a lot of leads, so I wasn't some, like, mm-hmm. kid that didn't talk much or didn't really connect with the directors um so we had a pretty good relationship and you know I don't I don't want to go into like why they would have chosen me um I'm just glad that they did um, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited I'm glad that they they thought that I could do it I think the Shrek year was definitely probably an influencer because I really had to do things that were not in my comfort zone and like knowing that I had the ability to take direction and also give mm-hmm. direction and have a creative image in my head um that probably helped a lot mm-hmm. yeah it's a, a big that's a big uh opportunity but challenge too when you yeah. think of both uh when you think of being a leader like you're going to be asked to be what gets you excited and what makes you a little concerned or how do you say well I need to really work on this before that event so that I can be the best possible leader yeah um the thing that excites me about it is it's um it's fifth through ninth grade going into fifth grade going into ninth grade and I just really love working with kids mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing to do so I I get excited about working with them on something that I love and also that you know they're expressing an interest in um, but what's you know something you have to think about is like I get nervous about having to reprimand them because I was an mm-hmm. intern last year and there were kids that did not always listen yeah. and there's a way to good cop bad cop. I'm almost always good cop, so, you know, working with the kids to make sure that, you know, they're having a good time, because I don't want to, like, I want it to be a good show, but I don't want to be, like, yelling at them. I want them to enjoy it, too, so I want them to have a good show, not just for me, but for them and their families, too, because the parents are a big part of it as well. Yeah, of course. So we've been talking about theater a lot, and I know there's more to you than just that, so... uh, just kind of a broad question. What else are you super passionate about? Like, what else I, gets you excited? Oh, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm passionate about music. That's kind of into theater. And I'm really passionate about um, 
making sure that people feel included and like kindness and also mental health too, like that kind of spectrum, I guess I would call it. So when you were talking earlier, you're talking about wanting to do psychology next mm -hmm. year, um, Ivy Psychology. So, and then you just mentioned the mental health stuff. Mm -hmm. Where did that interest come from? Um, you know, there's a there's people in my life who have like struggled with that. You know, I have too. Like, I'm not I'm not afraid to talk about that. Um, but I think it's an important thing to know about, and I feel like not a lot of people do. And I think that's where my interest came from. Just, you know, seeing people dealing with it, and like I wonder why that is, and wanting to know the sciences behind it. I like knowing how things work, and so that's just me, mm -hmm. my curiosity, and like my dad, um, too. He talks to me about that a lot. So he's implemented a sense of curiosity in me, and I just like to pursue that. Um, and I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just really <laughs> interesting to think that this brain is inside of you, and, like, there's chemicals and just a bunch of stuff working to make you be you. Um, and, yeah, I just think that would be cool to learn about. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Um, I've got to ask, mental health, and you said you've, got, you've had to deal with some things. What are you... Same. Um, I have had, I don't know how long, like for as long as I can remember, you know, anxiety and depression are like the two big ones. Um, and like I've been lucky enough to have, I've gotten help and I've had really good people in my life who've helped me. And like I, I still get anxious, like that's a part of life, but like I don't really have that problem anymore. Like life is good, man. <laughs> so I'm really, really good. Um, and I feel like I, when I was dealing with it, I felt like it was kind of shied away from, and I didn't really like that, that people really weren't really willing to talk about it. So I kind of wanted to make a change in that and, like, being open to, you know, if you're dealing with something, like, please come to me. Like, I might not know you very well, but, like, this is something that we need to be able to feel like we can reach out and talk to people about and just talk about in general without it being, like, awkward. Like, the other day we had, um, I don't remember where she was from, but a woman... She came into Mr. Start's room, and she gave, like, a, what do you call it, a presentation, like, about suicide awareness and stuff, and you can just tell, like, the room, there was a tension in the room, like, mm -hmm. to talk about it, like, people were really uncomfortable, mm -hmm. um, and having gone through it, like, that wasn't a big deal for me, um, and because I know about it, and not a lot of people do, so I think that's just weird for them to think about. Yeah. When... You said you're lucky because you had people to talk to. Who who did you go to? Well, who did you talk? I mean, who who are those people in your life? Well, my parents are just amazing. Mm -hmm. um, they're really open about talking with me about stuff. So I talk to them a lot. Um, Skyla Kuhn, uh -huh. I don't know if you know her, but um, she was someone I knew I could talk to because she wouldn't like. Some people, like, freak out on you when you talk about it. They're like, oh, my gosh, are you, are you like, going to die? Or, like, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, but she was just, like, really calm about it, which was really helpful, really supportive. And then another one, um, Ian Gluck, mm -hmm. he had a good perspective on it. And so he would, like, any hour of the day, like, 11 o'clock, he would call me, like, what's up, what's going on? We'd talk through it, and he would just, like, you know, it's okay, you're going to get through this. The things you're thinking, you know, it's not true. You're a good person. Try and just encourage to think positive and know that this isn't forever. Like, it's mm -hmm. going to get better. And a lot of it, it's in my head. And mm -hmm. so I found that really helpful. 
Were you, how, how did they even know? Like, was this stuff you'd post on social media or was it just you would, or I know they're both in theater. So was it just stuff in those kind of quiet, when there are quiet times in theater, you'd talk about it or how did, how did that, how'd they even know to communicate with you? Cause I, I do feel like that communication gap, like you're willing to listen, but you don't know who needs to be heard. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm, and sure. people need to be heard, but they don't know who will listen. Yeah. This is a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and so I wonder how you knew they would listen and how they knew you needed to be heard. Um, for, there are certain cases where like, sometimes you're such good friends with someone, they can just tell that there's something different. Like you're not responding the way you used to, or you're just, you don't seem as chipper or whatever. You're not cracking jokes. Um, but there was at the end of the musical last year, the Adams family, um, there was a cast party at the end, and it sort of, it was supposed, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. Yes, I do. <laughs> it was supposed to be, like, fun, you know, we had a great time, and then it just kind of turned into, we were all, like, you know, we got some tough stuff going on, and, like, crying and stuff, so a bunch of people were, like, yeah, I have depression, I'm struggling, and so, like, I did the same thing, I, like, just told the whole cast and expressed how the theater experience had been really important to me in getting through that, and so, like, Ian and, you know, Joe Nagin and Skylar and the other people, too, came up to me individually, like, you know, if you need to talk, like, please come to me. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't going to not take them up on that offer because I bottled stuff in for a long time, mm -hmm. and that was not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I need to talk to someone, and I know I can talk to them. So I did, and I was really glad I did because mm -hmm. they were more than willing to talk. And I think that's the case most of the time. People are just afraid to ask. Yeah. And so I was really grateful for them doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad you say that. I'm glad you're saying that. Life's good now. Yeah, now you've it's great. Moved on. Do you still see yourself, like, falling back towards that kind of thinking? Sometimes, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, is like, that... yeah, or is it is it linear? Like, yep, now it's behind me, and I'm, or yeah, or is it yeah. not linear? Is it uh, <laughs> an evolution? Or I'm not sure. <laughs> well, for a while, it was it came in waves. Like, it would be, I would be great. And all of a sudden, I hit a real low and just be horrible for a long time, and then I'd be fine again. But like now, it had gotten bad, and then I just started going up and feeling better. And I've just kind of stayed there. So I don't know if it's gonna get that bad. Like I don't think it ever goes away because it is. It's mental illness is often because of a chemical imbalance in your brain, and so that's not something you can really mm -hmm. like take away. You can take medication and stuff, um, but I think it's always there. But it's not. I think I'm not falling back to those thoughts. I'm I'm pretty good. I'm really good right now. Well, that's great. Yeah. Cool. That is amazing. Cool. You've got a big choir concert. Yeah, I do. On Sunday. Uh-huh. Are you excited? Monday. Monday. Oh! Okay, so day before Halloween, yep. big choir concert. Oh, yeah. This is a choir concert, though, that's never happened before, right? Yeah, this is... When people think of choir, they think choral singing, and this is definitely not that. It's We're singing Thriller, we're singing like Time Warp from Rocky Horror Story. It's just a lot of really fun and just crazy songs. Um, there's dancing, yeah. it's choirs all through high school and the middle schools, so it's definitely not like any choir concert you would think of or have gone before, so it's exciting. I'm excited for it. That's awesome. That's that cool. I, I, I just knew I that was coming, it. and I oh, knew yeah. I had to get that in there. But um, 
you know, I, you, you, you're an exciting person to be around, Haley. Oh, like you can, you. you can sort of feel an, an energy just uh, being in, in the room. Yeah, so one last question. If you had any piece of advice to give to anybody, what would you say? Okay, this piece of advice came from April Longcourt herself. Every day before she would drop me off for school since kindergarten, the thing she would tell me when I would leave the door is, have a good day, be kind in everything you do and say. And I really took that to heart, and I think that it's really important for people to be kind in everything they do and say, and just be aware of that. That's probably the best advice I could give, because kindness is present, but it's not always exercised. We, we need more of that in the world, especially now. <laughs> We're pretty mm -hmm. divided, and people argue a lot, and aren't as nice as they could be. So just being aware of that your words and your actions have a bigger impact than you think, hmm. so to making sure that you're doing positive things and making a positive impact instead of a negative one um, is a really important thing to be aware of. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah, yeah. for awesome. all your great advice and words. And thanks, we're excited Haley. for the concerts. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, thanks, Haley. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for next week's episode.